The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It is September 10th, 2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein tonight, joined by TK Trinidad to cover SmackDown on Fox and AEW Rampage. TK, welcome to the show. Great to meet you. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. So Issa uh, was actually in Madison Square Garden tonight. She's been live tweeting from the show. I think they probably had to mute her volume for her reactions during uh, Roman and Brock and all those segments. Uh, sounded like the crowd was going nuts, but they like, Silenced a lot of it. I guess some of the foul language they couldn't put on the air. Is that me or you? I think that's me. Oh, you feeding back a little bit? <laughs> there you go. I was like, okay. yeah. I'm like, mm, technology. We'll make it all work. We'll figure we'll it all it out. Yes. Um, It was great tonight. Just a lot going on. A lot to watch on a Friday night. I mean, if you didn't want to go out, then you had more than enough to do. Yeah. So much wrestling. So much wrestling tonight. Kind of crazy. Um, so let's talk about some of the news. AEW Dynamite scored its best audience since its premiere and topped Raw in the key demo this week. It was up 25.98% from last week's episode, which drew 1.047 million viewers for the All Out Go Home show. Uh, what do you think this signals? Is, uh, I mean, yeah. we had uh, the pay-per-view was crazy. Um, so many surprises. And um, I mean, I don't like comparing the two because it's like almost comparing a grown adult to a yes. child. I mean, AEW is, hasn't been around for that long. Um, you know, they definitely have a good blueprint. I, th I think they definitely took a blueprint um, from what WWE does, which is like, here's some surprises, like something that you thought might happen, but you weren't, <laughs> gonna, you weren't sure it was going to happen. Like, here you go. And they gave us surprise after surprise after surprise. And of course, you know, a lot of people are from WWE are now with AEW and you wanted to watch to see what happens. Yeah. So, um, and it's usually, I think the last for mostly for WWE, usually after their pay-per-views, um, it actually goes down a little bit. So this is, this is a little bit different, but again, AEW hasn't been around for that long. So it's like, you know, you definitely want to see what they're going to do with all, with everything that's going on. It's crazy. I mean, I don't cover Wednesday nights anymore. I turned on Dynamite this week because I wanted to see what was going to happen, how you know how they were going to build from there. And uh, I think the excitement 
is at an all-time high. I think a lot of people didn't watch All Out on Sunday, heard about it, and were curious to see what the hubbub was about. You know, I think you yeah. make moves like this, you get people's attention. It'll be interesting to see what they can do to really, you know, I, I wonder how long it's going to take them to top uh, SmackDown or Raw one week in the ratings. That's really going to be the key. I mean, it's going to happen but I mean, it's it's. I think I think they're two great powerhouses, and you know, AEW's building up, and you know, it it will happen, and then WWE might do something that's gonna you know bring us back into the fold. Um, I, I, I said before on another show, like WWE doesn't really care about our feelings; it's more about yeah. like new people on. So you know, for us who watch it on a regular basis, it's like we complain and then we come back. It's you know, that's how it is. Which is really odd. There's an old adage in business that it takes like five times the effort to get a new customer as opposed to keep your existing customers. So it's interesting how WWE um, does this. But I think when AEW does beat WWE in the ratings, it's going to be more uh, 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 because WWE ratings go down rather than AEW you know, doubling or tripling. I mean, look at like album sales. I think, uh, you know, every couple of years you see a story where like the number one album in the country this week sold 10,000 copies. That used to not even be enough to get you in the top 200 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a change of change of guard and whatever, like any empire eventually is going to have to, you know, change hands. And, you know, the key, the, the, the most important thing is staying around and keeping us entertained. And of course the numbers and the money also make sense, but you know, with the move with Peacock and, you know, what they're yeah. doing in Saudi Arabia, you know, I think WWE is fine. So uh, Gable Stevenson, Stevenson uh, signed with WWE this week. Um, do you know much about Gable, TK? Um, I, well, I saw him in the Olympics, saw him at SummerSlam. Um, this is absolutely crazy because I'm a former, I'm a former track athlete. I was on a full ride oh, wow. um, before this whole new stuff came around. So it's, um, I've, I've seen former athletes be on both sides, whether it's like, are you still going to be hungry now that you have, you know, a contract and now you have money coming in because as an athlete on a full ride, like I was getting a thousand dollars a month. Um, oh. That's what I was living off of. Um, so now that wow. you have a contract with WWE, and now they're bringing, you know, they're bringing a facility to him for him to train. Um, and he's still going to do a senior year. I mean, and who knows what else he's going to get. So he has a contract with WWE. I'm sure he's going to get some type of, you know, Nike deal or shoe deal and oh, yeah. clothing deal, all that stuff. So he's going to be rolling in some money more than the average athlete has been. Um, so we're going to see it's a multi-year deal. So we're going to see what's going to happen if he's going to be able to maintain it um, yeah. and maintain that hunger. Cause that's a, that's a huge thing too. You're hungry when you're broke. Um, I don't know how hungry you are when you have money. <laughs> true. True. And uh, for the WWE, this is their first ever NCAA NIL that's name image likeness deal. So it's interesting mm-hmm. that yeah, he's still gonna have his eligibility for another year. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be interesting, but you know, he's also UFC wanted him and NFL mm. on him. I think this is definitely the better deal. Um, the safer deal because you know NFL you have two and a half years maybe if you're great and then UFC they wanted to um, like put him in the the minor leagues before they even brought him up so um, I think this was the best bet for him and you know who doesn't want to be a WWE superstar it's true Uh, lastly well Adam Cole apparently because uh, the word is out the WWE wanted him to be Keith Lee's manager on the main roster (laughs) <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it, it's the thing, the thing with, 
I think WWE, and I think after after the last couple of weeks, I think WWE is going to tra- change their strategy. I yeah. think WWE feels like every wrestler wants to be signed to WWE. Therefore, they can give them whatever storyline, and that wrestler is now going to be happy because I'm with WWE. And that's not the case anymore. So yeah. it's just kind of like, oh, I want to be a wrestler, but you want me to be a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll pass. Um, that's pretty much, and he's with his friends. It's not like he went to yeah. a whole new, you know, team or anything that he's with his friends and, and the way it seems like how AEW's set up, it's like, you can still pitch stories and there's like a 60% chance that it'll actually happen versus WWE. There's like a 2% chance that your, like your idea will actually, you know, come true. Now, that being said, all things being equal with pay and TV time, I mean, for someone like myself who's got a, a, the athletic physique perfect for podcasting, I would say, you know what, let's keep that bump card fresh, and I'll just go out and talk a bit, and uh, you just give me this, the six-figure deal. You know, I'm good with that. The exposure, the merchandise, all of it. But, I mean, yes, but if you're trained to be an athlete, mm-hmm. it's just like if you have a really, like if you have, if the car is trained and, you know, obviously you can't train a car, but go with me with this. If it's a Ferrari, then, you know, that Ferrari wants to be treated like a Ferrari. It doesn't want to be treated like a dump truck. So it's one of those things where like, if he's like, I've always wanted to be a wrestler and they're like, no, no, no. Uh, We want to make you a manager. And you really don't know because like I said, I don't think WWE cares about his, cares about our feelings. So he might be a manager, but then we might not see him for three months. Yeah. Um, no explanation. <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, just the whole thing. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense why he would have chosen to not stay there and go with, be with his friends uh, yeah. and all the wrestling. And who knows? That check, that check might have been more. Yeah, it's true. I mean, who knows what kind of deals there? I got. I had some insight maybe three years ago to what the original deals looked like for mm-hmm. some of the guys. Who knows if they're bigger now? And that's the problem. We haven't had a good salary leak story lately. Yeah, um, I think they're keeping that under wraps. And I think as long as, um, I know for me, as long as my household is taken care of and I can go on vacations once in a while and, you know, not have to, um, I forgot there was like a, I watched this documentary where like the football, oh, it was uh, Marcellus Wally from Fox Sports. And he was talking about, they actually had to uh, buy, pay other doctors to help them out because the team doctor was terrible. So oh, wow. as long as I can like, you know, keep my health in check and I have the money oh, yeah. to do that, then, then, then I'm good. So, and you know, and he'll probably be on the reality show that that's, that's always a, a plus too. You know, and you got to really think about it that after a certain amount of dollars, you're just giving 50 cents of that right back to the government. So right that there, works. you know, you make too much money. It's like, you're actually somehow in the hole. Who knows how that yeah. works? Unless you have a good tax person. That's... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so tonight on SmackDown, we're in Madison Square Garden. Uh, we opened it, of course, with the 9-11 uh, 20th anniversary memorial video. Um, and then we go to Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and the Usos coming out. I'm going to be interrupted by Brock Lesnar. And I've, I've never seen Paul Heyman this emotional tonight. Torn. Uh, Brock th- th- uh, trying to, like... Uh, you know, trying to, to get him some heat, saying, like, why didn't you tell him I was going to come back? Uh, this ending with a lot of suplexes. Uh, what, what did you think of this segment to open the show? I mean, Paul Heyman is, I think he should run for president. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying that in jest, but I kind of want to see what will happen just because that's where we are right now. Um, yeah. But 
it, it's so crazy. Like I, there's this meme that I refer to every single time where the meme said, um, I want my boyfriend to look at me like how Paul Heyman looks at Roman Reigns. Like yeah. it's one of those things that you know what it is in reality, but he makes you, he suspends belief and you believe like, you know, he doesn't know he's legitimately torn. He doesn't know what to do. And um, I'm all for it. Like, it, I think if Paul Heyman wasn't in the mix, then this story, I, I wouldn't be, I think I think Paul Heyman was changing for Roman Reigns' career. And I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all in. You know, what's interesting to me, and this really came across tonight, is Paul always seemed buddy-buddy with Brock. He seems like Roman's manservant. Like his yeah. Farnsworth Bentley. Yes. Just sort of, you know, it's very, very different. Yeah. I think it was the last SmackDown where he was like, on so Roman was sitting on the couch and Paul Heyman was like on the ledge, like looking at him like a puppy dog. Like all those little things are just um great. Like only only a true professional can think of all those little nuances. I'm sure yeah. nobody's telling him, like, hey, this is what you should do. I think he's thinking about it this all himself. Uh it's interesting where they're where they're going with all this. And you know, I gotta be honest, like seeing this segment and seeing what happened after, I was actually surprised Roman. You, even with all the seeds of doubt, I mean, it, it, it's interesting to me that they're kind of playing this like it could still go either way and not that it's just very clear whose side Heyman's on. I mean, uh, again, yeah, I think WWE gets off on – I compared this and, and people, please don't come after me. But I compare this to, you know, for you guys who believe in, like, you know, God and the universe. It's like, we have these plans. And you're like, oh, we're going to do, like, this is this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to be done. And the universe and or God and or, you know, whoever you believe in is like, funny. This is what's actually going to happen. And I think that's what WWE does to us. It's like, and they don't do it every single time. Sometimes we, you know, we we know what's going to happen and it happens and, you know, everybody, everything's right with the world. But then it's like, there's sometimes things happen and you're like, oh, that's not what I expected. And then you're upset about it. And that's exactly what WWE wants us to be. Because if you're yeah. not upset about it, then you're not going to tweet about it. And then, you know, that draws, you know, the heat. I hate to bring up Bianca from SummerSlam. Mm. That's still a sore point for me, but I'm still talking definitely. about it. And it's, three weeks later mm -hmm. and I'm still upset. So they did their job. I'll tell you, I think Vince McMahon is like one. I mean, it might just be blind narcissism and he's just doing his thing. He doesn't care, but I like to think he's just sitting somewhere in his mansion with monitors, monitoring social media. And for him, this is like his game of Sim city to just God. like, what can he do to anger the fans? God, that's what he does. His hands are just like, I really don't care. And <laughs> I know better than you guys. Yeah. Um, because I've been around for a thousand years and, you know, there it is. Yeah. Uh, but no, Roman got a huge pop tonight. Brock got a huge pop. I mean, this was hot. This was a hot, hot opening of the show. And I have to say that um, when they went from this into the 10-man tag, my, my first instinct when you see something like that announced is like, well, I guess this is how you step on your own pop um, and just bring the show to a halt. But uh, I have to say what Sami Zayn did with that intro tonight and coming out and putting over New York and then bringing out Trey young was, I mean, Sammy just keeps taking the seal game to the next level. Mm -hmm. I am all for it. I had to, 
um, there, there's just like wrestling, there's just so much to uh, look up. So thankfully, I had enough yeah. time. And I looked up Trey Young, and I, 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 then I, I see why there is an issue, and I absolutely love it. So whoever made that call was it was perfect. Um, just a lot of emotions because you think about it. They started off with 9/11, of course, that mm -hmm. 20 year anniversary, and you know you're reminiscing if you're around that time, and then you know you have Roman Reigns, and it's like. It like it's like they jumped different levels and different emotions. So it's yeah. a very emotional Friday SmackDown, which sometimes you know it's more of a. I'm just gonna sit and eat popcorn and you know have a discussion with my friend while I'm. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Like that. And I admit that as someone who, for over five years now, people has had to watch this stuff professionally to talk about it. Um, Raw and SmackDown are great background shows. You could be on Twitter. Oh, hey, got something fun to say. Oh, Trey Young Classic. That's clever. Uh, yeah. You know, I just sit there. I'm putting more <laughs> effort into that sometimes than watching the show, which I think is obvious if you look at my Twitter feed. Um, but no, I think uh, it's good background. But tonight felt like in a mini pay-per-view. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. like there was a lot going on. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Same, same here. Um, I think I think I started around like five years ago or so. Yeah. And there, there, there are sometimes, you know, behind the scenes stuff, letting you guys in. There's sometimes where, because it's so much like a soap opera, if you know the main characters, again, there's some shows where you know what's going to happen and they do exactly what you think is going to happen. And yeah. you can kind of coast off of that. But this one definitely... You know, it had me where it had me looking up Trey Young, like, why are these people be, booing him? So like they, there was a lot of hate, like serious hate. So I had to look it up. I watched a little video. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And kudos to WWE for putting that together. You know, I think this goes for people that tweet live, tweet TV or uh, <clears throat> view wrestling. Watch our Twitter feeds. The less we're tweeting, the better an episode it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so like in our house, we always used to describe like the Americans are better call Saul. Like that's a phone down show. Like we're just mm -hmm. not even, not even during that, you know, yeah. but tonight, tonight for SmackDown. I mean, this was, this was solid uh, between both shows. So Biggie Nakamura, Rick Boogs, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio won the 10 man match. Um, I would dwell on that, but there's so much more to talk about tonight. Um, we had, oh, Becky Lynch in a large fake fur coat <sighs> out there. Um, she really turned up the heel uh, aspect against the crowd, against Bianca tonight. I, too, was very upset by the way they played Bianca out at SummerSlam. But what do you think of this tonight? I mean, they really leaned harder into heel Becky, I think, than they ever have before. I absolutely loved it because you think about it, the colors that they wore. I don't know what was yeah. planned, but Bianca was wearing white, very, you know, angelic, heavenly, good and Becky was wearing red, yeah. devil, you know, I'm going to destroy you type thing. So I love the color contrast. I don't know if anybody planned it, but that's something I uh, noticed for sure. Um, I mean, I, I we knew that was coming. Um, I said this on another show. I, I don't think Bianca's going to, I think Becky's going to retain. Um, just really? Because that's what, yeah. I, I don't want that, but I think that's what's going to happen. And um, I'm also very upset, you know, doing a show on women's wrestling all the time that there are no women's matches. I know. On 9-11 and like, the story with Zelina Vega and. Oh, like, that's right. And in the garden and the big show. I mean, no, I, look, I agree. And um, it's crazy that AEW tonight had like for all their challenges with their women's division that they had a match tonight. They at least uh, had one. Yeah. Like. Yeah, 
It's crazy. It's, Whose call was that? I don't. That, well, that seemed very, you know. I mean, look, tweet at me all the hate that you want. Some of these matches could have gone a little shorter tonight. It wouldn't have been the end of the world. That part. You like, know, the, 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 the match, like. Yeah. Like, look, Rollins versus Edge was a very, very good match. The main mm -hmm. event with the Street Profits and the Usos was a very, very good match. But you could you could have shaved three minutes off of each of those. And we yep. would still have loved them just as much. That part. I agree. Yeah. I think don't that's the problem. Me, What's that? I said, don't tweet me, y'all, because I'm not. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, it just, I don't know. I, 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 we, WWE, just talking about WWE, they have so much of a women's roster. And, mm -hmm. again, um, I'm a, I, I have a show, Women's Wrestling Talk. We talk to female wrestlers all the time. WWE has so many women, like a, a, such a stacked women's roster that they could have had at least one match. Yeah. And I think that should be something that's like personally mandatory, but that's like my personal opinion. But then, you know, then you have, you know, the Roman Reigns and, and the Samoan dynasty. That's what I call them. Where's Naomi at? And y'all yeah. tweet me. Naomi's part of the dy dynasty. She's part of the bloodline. That's my, that's my hot take. So where is she at? Like, it's just, you can, you can use women. And so you can use wrestlers period that are in the locker room at catering in better ways um, mm -hmm. than, you know, what, what happened. Great show, but you could have added a little bit more to it. I mean, I'll tell you, and I think that um, look at what Naomi has been doing on Twitter. I like, that's when I get frustrated when I see talent trying to build momentum for what they have going on and like yeah. nothing from TV. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really, I mean, I don't know. I think NXT is, is the best show for women's wrestling uh, currently going. And uh, with SmackDown, I just don't understand how they keep dropping the ball. I understand it's a two hour show, but they could do something. They could, they can do something. They yeah. can hint at something. I mean, they could do backstage. Like it's just, I don't, I, I don't know. The rumor is that, Naomi is going to be joining the bloodline and uh, that's leading up to uh, the rock and Roman reigns for WrestleMania. That's the rumor, but we're a long ways away from that. And um, again, I feel like WWE just doesn't just loves playing with our emotions. So who knows? Because they've poo pooed on Naomi so many times um, that, yeah, I am. Now the, I know. Well, and they did have a women's match on 205 Live last week. I believe that was the second time ever Cora Jade against uh, Mary Miller. Um, I, I would love to see them take that time slot and turn that into a women's show with a mix of recaps of the other shows, but they have original matches on it as well. Something. You have like, it's, it's like, does WWE like, like wasting money? Like you're paying these people yeah. to show up. Catering isn't cheap. So you're paying these people to show up and eat and not like and they have to reimburse them for all those flights that they take so they're all yeah. flying into so like you're paying all this money to not utilize them and if that's the case then you know i'm not advocating firing anybody because we already know how wwe does sometimes <laughs> but it's just like do something so i don't know no i don't after empower though i think my fantasy has changed from an all wwe women's show to mickey james getting the money to put on a cross promotional weekly women's wrestling show. I mean, yes, but we know WWE is not going to do that. No, they don't need um, to do that, but you could take NWA, uh, AEW, TNA, yeah, Ring of Honor, exactly, and do something there. And I think that would help advance it because I'm telling you, I run into more um, 
casual wrestling fans that are interested in women's wrestling but don't watch the program regularly like they feel mm -hmm. like it's not for them you know yeah it's 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 hard to keep up but i mean like i said we we do keep up at women's wrestling talk and there's a lot empower was amazing cool. um great. and you know you have roh coming with their women's championship this weekend uh impact's always been doing a great job with, with women um and like i said it's uh, i don't know there, there there's more than enough women to have a show and or just have matches and a proper storyline um, yeah yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. And tonight, I thought Edge versus Seth Rollins was a very, very good match. Um, I, you know, and it's like it's like I almost want to say that this felt too soon after SummerSlam. I understand that they want to keep this going, but they had yeah. such a great match at SummerSlam. I think Rollins getting his victory tonight. At, the way Edge was being taken out to me, it seems storyline like he's going to be gone for a while. But people are already saying maybe, uh, yeah, Extreme Rules or the pay per view after that. So I don't know what you what you think of this match. Yeah, I, I, the same thing. I, I feel like um, definitely scary. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think if it was super serious, it, you know, they would do something different. But um, yeah, I, I feel like when they do stuff like that, that means that either one, it's vacation time or two, they have to go off and do something or, you know, we're just not going to see them for a while. Um, this was definitely a more of a paper, pay-per-view worthy match. Um, I don't know. It, it was a great match. And I love seeing it on SmackDown, but I feel like they could have saved it for another yeah. time. But I also feel like they stacked. There was a lot of things going on. So obviously the anniversary of 9-11 and then also coming off the heels of uh, AEW where people, I mean, WWE might not be competing, but they know what's going on. Yeah. So, you know, you have to acknowledge that. And then like, I, I personally don't think that the Bianca Becky, uh, yeah, the Bianca Becky like that. I think Bianca would still have her belt if CM Punk didn't show up on at um, AEW. Like if yeah. they, yeah. So it's like I feel like they're that they're, they're aware. Um, you know, they're not necessarily afraid, but they definitely want to you know get ahead of the ball. So it's not like oh well, WWE is bankrupt, which definitely <laughs> don't think is going to happen. But no. you know, you always have to be prepared. Absolutely. Uh, so Rollins just destroyed Edge. And I, I do have to admit, I, I thought he could have done that even without the match. I just thought this thing could have been Rollins beating up Edge yeah, and that being it. But I did like his sort of like, you know, who am I? What have I done? Reaction after that was a nice wrinkled add to his character. Yeah. I love when um, the, it's kind of like almost that acting component. And mm -hmm. it's just kind of like the, it ties into the wrestling. That to me um, makes you an even better wrestler. Like, yeah. okay, you can wrestle. And you have mic skills. And now, even without saying anything, your facial expressions tell a story. Like, that's a whole next, a whole nother level. So um, definitely, you know, I, you know, Seth Rollins went from somebody that you liked to somebody, you, well, personally, somebody I liked and somebody that, you know, he was CrossFit Jesus at one point. Oh, yeah. And yeah. now I'm like, I dislike you and your wife. So kudos to them for, for you know, giving me those emotions. <laughs> No, absolutely. Uh, most successful, uh, sec second most uh, successful transition from uh, architect, someone working in carpentry to being the Messiah. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I think he's so good as a heel. Personally, I like, I, I you know, when he, I think his laugh is like the worst slash best slash worst somehow yeah. best again laugh on earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know, like, but I think this was a good wrinkle tonight. But yeah, I could almost use like a little bit of a 
of a break between these two before they dance again. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like sometimes with Seth, because he's because he is so good, WWE will push him more because they know that he'll. It's kind of almost the same thing as like Charlotte Flair. It's like yeah. no matter what. Um, you put them on TV, they're going to show up and, you know, they're going to evoke some type of emotion. And I agree with you. It was just kind of like we could have put in a women's match and then, you know, prolong this a little bit more. Yeah. Just, you know. But, I, I, okay, and here's what scares me about this tonight. And this is, you know, I just want to make this clear for why I've been harping on this on social media and especially want to give this adequate time tonight. WWE saw this tonight as probably their, like, maybe their most important live broadcast of the year on TV with the 20th anniversary of nine 11. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, them talking about the, the SmackDown after nine 11 being in Madison square garden back to New York for the first time. Right. They saw this as an important show and they saw a women's match as not important enough to book on what they perhaps saw as the most important show of right. the year. And then also on Twitter, um, Zelina Vega, posted that she was, I mean, I'm assuming that's what it was. She was ready and yeah. there might have been a match that was supposed that's to be what's, scheduled yeah. and it didn't happen. And it's it's kind of almost like a, a it's kind of almost like a slap in the face. Like I yeah. and obviously we we don't know what, you know, something might have taken place that had to get that shift. But it was just kind of like, you know, somebody who was affected by it. And now is now back with this company because, you know, we all know she was gone for a minute. Now yeah. back with this company and doing what she wants, not managing wrestling. And an opportunity like this is just taken, taken away from her. And again, we don't know. Like, you know, we can all get upset and have the Twitter fingers. But we don't know what happened. Like if it, it was an injury or something happened that literally changed the course of that match. But I feel like they could have done something. Well, as reported, I got the email because I'm a member. As uh, let's see what came out officially tonight. Uh, Fightful Select reported that there was a women's match cut from this week's SmackDown that was supposed to be Liv Morgan and a tag team partner set to take on Carmella and Zelina on the show. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And I read online someone else speculating it was Tony Storm, which would make sense given. Right. Um, so was she like injured or? I mean, because we saw her. I last don't know. Week. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Well, we saw her and last then, week, and but we might have a singles match at least. So yeah. it's very odd. It's very odd. Um, uh, so the main event tonight was the Street Profits versus the Usos, and um, God, I, you know, I hate when they do a DQ finish. I'm glad they did this tonight because they need to really, this is one that, I mean, this could main event a pay-per-view if they build the story right. Right. I think they will. Uh, both teams are very, they're, they're very dynamic. I think, I mean, I'm, it's kind of one of those things that I like both teams though. Like it, it's, yeah. one, it's, it's, it's hard for me when I, when I don't know who to choose. Um, but uh, I'm for, I'm for this. Um I am, however, for the Usos retaining. I mean, I yeah. like the Street Profits. I, I feel like they're they're gonna. I mean, they have who knows ten years, if not more, on their career. Um, but at this moment, I want the Usos to retain. And then I would love for again, just throwing in, you know, the bloodline, Naomi to get a belt. But you know, that's more wishful thinking. But that would be amazing. I'm just putting it out. I there. think it makes sense at that point because if the argument is that. The rest of the bloodline has the championships. I mean, why not go all the way with it? 
that part. Can we, you know? can we just put that in the universe, please? Can we just make it happen? Just even, if it's even for a day, sure. and I mean, this would be heartbreaking, but even if you give it to her for a day and then she loses it the next day, at least there's that picture of the acknowledgement of the, the bloodline is, you know, around and kicking, like everybody in the bloodline. I can see if Becky retains um, and then for the next pay-per-view, but they really need to give Naomi a build up to that. And I think they could protect Becky by having the bloodline involved. Right. Um, and then having Paul, Paul Heyman be like yeah. the manager for the bloodline. Cause like, I mean, again, I love Naomi, but I feel like she would benefit having a manager. And if Paul yeah. Heyman is her manager, like the, the story's already written. We already know what Paul can do. So yeah. he can create the story. It'd be all there. Like that would, I, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, but again, I think it's wishful thinking. And I feel like, again, unfortunate. Doesn't care about our feelings. <laughs> so Roman Reigns rushed uh, the ring, attacked Montez Ford. That causes a DQ. But then uh, we went off the air with the demon Finn Balor making an appearance to face off with Roman Reigns. Which is, um, so, because we already know that, um, there's only eight matches. So are you like, are you looking forward to this? Because I'm not, I'm like, okay, this is because they announced that that's what's going to happen for extreme rules. It's going to yeah. be uh, Roman Reigns and Finn Balor. Like, are you for that? Or are you just kind of like, oh, okay. I could see Brock interfering, allowing Finn to get a victory Roman beating Brock in Saudi Arabia, then going to raw. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I have no interest in this match because I think Roman's going to win retain and Finn is just done at that point. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, we know that Brock is eventually going to have the belt. It's just depending on when. And also, too, with that rumor of The Rock actually coming, I believe that Roman Reigns needs to have the belt for for that storyline to uh, progress. So, I mean, I think I think there's a lot of stuff in the air. I think it might be really dependent on if, if that rumor is true. If the rock is, you know, that that's simmering in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see uh, where it all goes. But um, so that was SmackDown tonight. Then we go over to AEW Rampage. And man, if you were already exhausted by all the wrestling that you watched, I don't know if you could take uh, Pac versus Andrade tonight. I mean, what a match. I mean, how, how did you feel like, okay, I just watched two hours with a hell of a lot of wrestling and now let's go 20 minutes with a, with a Batman versus Superman fight, you know? Yeah, it was, um, it was a lot. It, 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 I mean, of course, you know, two different brands, but sure. you know, two people who have to cover it. Um, and then I'm also going off of, I think yesterday I did four or five different wrestling interviews and stuff. Oh, wow. So it's just kind of like, okay. This is this is great, and I would really love to appreciate it on a fresh, a fresh mind. It, it is a it is a great match, and I think it's going to happen again, um, eventually. Um, but I feel like they put that match again because AEW is aware of WWE, mm-hmm. so you know, and they were tweeting about what's happening on AEW while SmackDown was going on, of course. So you know, I think you know this match had to happen. Um, if they didn't have a strong start, then people would be like, okay, well, I can catch this another day. Well, well, I'm actually thinking the opposite because this was taped Wednesday. I'm thinking WWE knew this was happening and they set up all those long matches tonight thinking we'll exhaust the audience 
And that Ooh. way people won't be able to, like, I know we're not there yet, but oh my God, I would love if we were there. I would love if Vince was trying to troll AEW for taping Fridays. Please let us get to that point where he's got like spies in the audience at uh, tapings to give him reports so he can counter program. I mean, anything is possible. Sure. And now that you say that, that also, that also made, like, I mean, we, we, they have to acknowledge each other and it's all about ratings. It's all about like at the end of the day, um, yes, they have the core group of fans who watch no matter what. And then you have the core group of fans who are team AEW, team WWE, but then you have the people who don't necessarily watch all the time and are being brought in. And those are the people that they really want because that's where the money is. And the commercials, like a lot of people are complaining about the commercials from SmackDown. That the 20th anniversary, like they were telling a story, and part of the story is those commercials need to be placement placed in certain places. So, yeah, yeah I feel like definitely Vince is, has his hand in <laughs> things as per usual. So I liked uh, I liked Rampage tonight. I do have to say though, I mean, uh, yeah, like I think with I, I'm very glad they're pushing Ruby Soho. So mm-hmm. much. Um, it's very exciting with Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan uh, joining. Um, it was interesting. Though, I feel like if you watched Wednesday, follow mm-hmm. me on this. If you watch Wednesday tonight, had some great matches, but it didn't offer like advancement necessarily of like their their hottest signings in terms of they didn't advance CM Punk, didn't advance Ruby, it didn't advance uh, Bryan or um, or or Adam Cole, right? Know? Yeah, I, I feel like uh, they're still trying to figure out what they want to do with Rampage. Like, it's great that they have that second show. And, of course, they have the YouTube shows as well. But I feel I feel like they're still trying to figure out what's the – like, I mean, the, you have the name. Yeah. But you're now trying to figure out the culture of that Friday night, like, Rampage, what that's about. Because, you know, with Raw and SmackDown – you know, even though they're part of the same brand, they're very distinct shows. They're they're separate onto themselves. So I think AEW is still trying to figure out the culture for um, Rampage on Fridays. Yeah, and this was a great match with uh, Pac and Andrade. I thought this was really well done. Some of the spots in this were insane. Um, just a very, very enjoyable match. I thought Andrade getting the win. I mean, Pac still looks strong given how Andrade got the win with uh, Chavo. Right. And then turning uh, on him. Yeah, like, and then yeah, beating him up after. Yeah, so I, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that's that's presenting a like a, a splinter storyline too? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I feel like I feel like in AEW there's a lot going on with these stories, and then I think this is an interesting criticism because a lot of people um, lobbied this critique, like when Marvel was originally trying to interconnect TV and movies and all these other things. You feel like you feel like you have to pay attention a lot to really get the entire story. And I feel like with AEW, social media, two YouTube shows, Wednesday, Friday, this is the danger of not having a roster split is that you've got these cross events that interweave and maybe only the hardcore fans are getting the entire story. Right. No, that's, it's, it's, it's a lot going on. Um, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you have WWE and you're like, there's not enough story. Like you only have two or three main stories. There's not enough stories. And then you have AEW's like, oh, we're going to give you all these stories. And you're <laughs> like, wait, there's too many stories. Um, and so I, I definitely agree with you. Um, that's why sometimes I get like wrestling exhausted. I have to take like a break. Oh, totally. It. It's, it's a lot. But um, it, it is a lot of storylines. But when you do follow it, then it makes you question like, oh, well, what's going to happen next? Which is 
to me the best part of wrestling when it's like, okay, it's like when you have a match and then it's like, oh, okay, you don't really care. Then yeah. to me, that wasn't that was pointless. But when you're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. I think that's the the, the key. One of the and I think given Tony Khan's background as like a diehard like internet wrestling nerd, I think um, they have built a company for the super fans. I mean, Wednesday when Taz was calling out CM Punk for something he said on Twitter, right? And I was just like, what? Like I'm lost here. Like what is going on? You know, I mean, they're really, he's built a company for people that want to just obsess over every nook and cranny of storyline. Right. No, yeah, definitely. I think the the initial was like staying true to to the indie premise because you have people, I mean, you have, for instance, WWE will sign somebody who's been in the indies for a long period of time. And then all of a sudden they just change their name. It's like, wait a minute, like Taya Valkyrie, for instance, it's like, wait a minute, there's the whole career um, prior to that. Why can't we acknowledge like what, what's so wrong? Like, I understand like, you know, owning the names and all, which is a whole another thing we can get into, but like, you know, or even, well, Piper Niven or Dewdrop. I mean, she was from <laughs> NXT UK, which is a whole nother story in itself. Uh, I go, go on tangents a lot, but it's one of those things like, why don't you just acknowledge, acknowledge them, acknowledge those careers. And I think AEW, they, they do make a point of like this person's had a whole indie career or this person's done this, or they reference WWE without saying WWE, which, you know, some of those takes are, are really, uh, really cute. No, I think uh, this and the people in, in the chat and the comments will back this up. TK, these are the most wrestling related tangents I think we've ever gone off on, on a wrestling Inc. podcast. You know, if uh, Alfred and Issa are here, be talking about the results of my Twitter poll about the music of Breakin' versus Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo. Uh, so it's good. I'm glad we're, we're keeping a little tighter tonight. We're focusing. Trying, trying. <laughs> yes. Um, so we had this promo with Darby Allen and Sting responding to Telly Blanchard. We had Sean Spears sneak into the ring. I mean, I like that they're giving these guys something after the CM Punk match. I mean, how are you feeling about this, this feud? Um, sometimes I think when you have such a buildup to certain things, um, this would be like the perfect time to take a break. You know what I'm saying? It's like, for instance, I, and we already know that Darby Allen can go and he likes doing crazy stuff. Um, but this would be like the perfect time to take like a couple weeks off and then let CM Punk have his shine, call out the next person. And then kind of like, I, I would like to see that because then it also gives um, openings for other people to in the locker room to have to- a little bit of time to shine and build those storylines. So, um, you know, I'm all for the people who want to work all the time, but sometimes it's nice to, I'm not saying to go and take an extended vacation, but like, you know, do a little video promo and then, yeah. you know, be off on an Island somewhere for a hot second or, you know, we're in a pandemic. So. Well, an island, an island might be the only safe place. Um, <laughs> it's crazy to be thinking back to when this journey began that everyone pegged Darby as a star from the get-go and just now like, yeah, he's the, the big name. Like people mm-hmm. are tuning in to see what he's going to do next. I think this is going to elevate Sean Spears, which is a, a great twist of fate given uh, where both their stocks were at when they came into AEW. Yeah. I remember when I saw Darby Allen, it was a, it was a random, it wasn't, I don't want to say random. It was like a show on um, Hulu. I think it might've been called the wrestlers or something like that. Oh, that's he's right. In the back, he's in the backyard doing this crazy stuff. And I was just kind of like, okay. I can, when, when AEW announced him, I was like, I can, I can see this. And I feel yeah. like he's great for the company. Um, I just don't want us to get burnt out uh, like of him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think with Darby, that's the other, I mean, just the legitimate literal danger is the more we see of him, the more he has to try and up his antics. Yeah. And I I worry for that kid. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and it's definitely something that he wants, not something that yeah. back saying, hey, put your head through a table. Now put your head through five. That's something definitely that it seems like, just based off what I saw from that that um, that TV show, that's, you know, he's, he's an adrenaline junkie. So um, yeah. It's one of those things. So yeah, we're, but I mean, he's doing it safely. He knows how to do it. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I feel like sometimes you need to just tell people's like, okay, we've had a big moment. Let's, you know, take a seat and then let other people and then come back with a, a different storyline. Yeah. Uh, we got exclusive interviews tonight with Brian Danielson and Adam Cole. I mean, there wasn't a lot. I mean, we knew Brian was chasing Kenny Omega and with Adam Cole, he's there with his friends. I didn't think right. there was a lot of substance with this. Um, which one of the two are you more excited about with their AEW journey? I think what we, we know what we're going to get with Adam Cole um, yeah. because there's, there's, you know, a group already established prior to this um, with Brian Danielson. We don't know. I mean, we know what he's already said what he wants, yeah. But we don't know how it's going to, um, you know, come out. Because think about it. He is a group of one. Of course, there's going to probably be people that's going to go into his corner. But when you have an established roster already set and people know the history from different, you know, yeah. different, um, different promotions, like, it kind of ups the ante a little bit. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm curious to see how he's – and then there's – I don't think there's quite an age difference, but there still is kind of an age difference. You know, Brian Danson, we, we obviously know him from WWE. We saw him on reality shows. Like he's, you know, a little bit on the older side, like, you know, that uncle guy. So um, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with this, how, how it's going to play out. Yeah. Um, so we went from those interviews to a six woman tag team match, Ruby Soho, Rio and Chris Statlander versus AEW champion, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter and rebel. Um, what do you think of this match? I mean, I absolutely love Britt, Britt Baker DMD. Yeah. Um, she is one of those people. If you are uh, fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to, to work in an office, there is a Britt Baker in every office. <laughs> Like there, there is that woman in every and or man, I guess, in, in in every office. And I love to hate her. Like she is the nicest individual in in real life. But I love, I, again, it, it, when a wrestler can suspense belief, and you're like, but I know this person in real life to be nice, but I really hate them right now. I absolutely <laughs> love her. Um, and I I, I dislike <laughs> her. Um, I want her to lose the belt. However, I want her to retain the belt because. She has, I think it was like last, or it might have been this Wednesday, where she was talking to Ruby Soho and she was referring to her being in catering for two years. Like she has these nice little digs that's like, oh, that's really, like, again, you meet those, you know, those people in the nine to five office where they're just not happy with their life and they just want to throw shade all the time. That is brilliant. I want to be one of, one of the people that can see behavior like that and just go up to someone and say, I just want to let you know, I hate you, but I also love you. <laughs> keep, I mean, just I keep do. doing you yeah <laughs> i feel I we need to give people their roses like that in day-to-day -day life yeah i mean i think I mean, think about it like there was a transition i think it was when like fender rosa came into play and her and fender rosa were going at it 
there was is like she kept upping the ante and now where she is right now like she's absolutely amazing love yeah. to hate her so with ruby soho she is all over the graphics like she's now featured matches wednesday friday like mm -hmm. they are all in on her i'm wondering i don't think she beats brit but i do think i hope 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 that they spin her into a storyline so we can actually finally get multiple concurrent women's division storylines it's not just all about the championship anymore <sighs> that part um i feel like again i feel like brit is just a great champion she's great on the mic she's great on storytelling i don't think like i mean if ruby gets it i, I think they might do it just because of the former tie to wwe like you have a really? lot of who are who are rooting for WWE's downfall? Like and you, you see it on Twitter all the time. Oh, AEW was amazing. WWE sucks, and like two shows can exist at the same time. Like it's it's <laughs> it's okay, people. Like relax. Um, but I feel like they the AEW might use that to bring more people on because they didn't they didn't really do Ruby Soho justice at WWE. So oh, not at all. They're, they're going to say, well, here, here you go. You're talented. You know, you, this is, we're going to not necessarily give this to you, but you deserve this. So I think they might do that. And then also seeing maybe Brit trying to get the, the belt back hmm. might be interesting too, because she's just very dynamic. Um, but I do want to see more storylines. Like, I mean, there's, again, we have so many, we have a lot of women on roster, um, you know, even Jade and, you know, they just signed um, Kira Hogan, which, you know, she had a couple matches in dark and then she was on AEW, her debut, and she was on there for like 10 seconds, which was very disrespectful. But um, yeah, I, I feel like they can have different storylines and they have enough shows. So why not? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think uh, there's a lot of different directions they could go with this, but clearly they believe in her. I mean, they're yeah. giving her such spotlight opportunities now. And I really love to see that. I think uh, great for her. Um, and just there's such an outpouring of support for her, both from other wrestlers, from the wrestling community. Like, I think that, yeah, this is going to be really, really cool um, to yeah. see how the storyline plays out. So, of course, she got the pin and won this match. Right. To be honest, like, it takes a lot and prefacing it. I've never been a, a wrestler. I, I am a former athlete, football, CrossFit, track, blah, blah, blah. But it takes a lot to get to that level, to get to any promotion. There are a lot of people who want to be wrestlers and they might be good wrestlers, but they're not great wrestlers. Or they might be okay wrestlers, but they're not really great on the mic. It's, it takes a lot to get to the level and to be signed to WWE or to be signed to Impact, to be signed to wherever. So, you know, now the thing is with these promotions is for the promotions to see the true worth and elevate them. So if you look like a Deanna Prazo, she was at uh, WWE, didn't do so well, but now she's the Impact and she's killing it. Yeah. So I feel like with the different promotions, they can see those things that, you know, will make that individual a star. Uh, and then the main event tonight, Brian Pillman Jr. versus Max Caster with Anthony Bowens. Um, so Max Caster. I, you know, take, I, I, I think it's smart, even though I'm one of the people that had a lot of issues with what he said uh a couple weeks ago, I think it's smart how they've played off of that and saying he's on thin ice, or I guess he had a segment where he ripped up a script there. Um, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I want to get behind his gimmick so bad, but I just don't think mm -hmm. he's really bringing it 
Like, I, I want to see more. I know he's got skills. I've listened to his other music and whatnot, right. but it's like, I just don't feel like this is the best spotlight for him. I mean, if you're, if you're a rapper and they're giving you time right. on national TV to go out there, I don't know. Like, I just, I want fire from him every time he's on the mic. Um, maybe he needs to bring in some of Drake's writers. Maybe. 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 Um, I mean, he's, he's definitely skilled. I do like the fact that they showcase him. Um, I think there's just something, I agree with you. There's just something missing. I don't know if it's like, so if they take, for instance, and I hate to go back to WWE, but like take for instance, the Usos, yeah. um, maybe about five years ago, they switched just their outfits and then the yeah. music. And then it's like, you now you're in the Uso penitentiary. Like you're, you, you are for that. It's like, maybe he has to go dark. I don't know. There's just something, or maybe the attire. There's just something that it's just like literally one little thing. And then I can get on board at this moment. I'm not, I, I I'm like, I'm with you. I'm not fully on board. There's just something missing for me to like really kind of invest in this character. Yeah. Cause this gimmick, it's kind of like, I don't know, like that. Oh my God. Look, can you believe what I just said? And it was like, he, that wasn't, that wasn't particularly like clever or interesting right. or like, yeah. like I want the content to match his bravado. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's kind of almost like Nick Cannon. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like, you know, Nick had some albums. He had a few here and there and, you know, maybe he has to have like seven kids or something. Maybe that was the game. <laughs> Something, anything. But this match, I mean, is kind of what you thought, right? Brian Pillman Jr. getting a win uh, in his hometown. Feel good moment. Yeah, we knew. I, I mean, I don't think anybody thought it was going to be any different. Yeah. And then Moxley came out at the very end. So there you go. Send him home happy. Yeah. You need something a little like tie in. I, I feel like, I don't, same thing. We watched so much wrestling that this was like, Okay, because actually my, I don't know what happened. Terrible, Spectrum is absolutely terrible uh, in LA. But I don't know what happened, but the spinning wheel of death decided to happen right when oh, that wow. happened. And so I even got like the tail end of it, but I didn't feel like I had to like, oh my God, I have to watch every moment of it. This match was like, it was great. Oh, I knew yeah. what happened. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a good, you know, here you go Friday. Here's your weekend. I have to say, if it's becoming increasingly rare when I feel genuinely surprised by what happens during a match. The outcome, sometimes, sure. But a lot of the times, there is sort of a playbook to how mm -hmm. these go. Even when you have, oh, and so-and-so is going to interfere, and then someone's going to come out, and then, you oh, the ref's distracted, he's going to do this. Like, right. I feel, and this isn't indicative of AEW. I mean, this is indicative of, like, all professional wrestling. Right. Because um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like with food. If you think back, like, 30 years ago, like, there was really good food. And then there was like just the really pedestrian stuff. Um, but then everyone figured out how to make really good food. And we're just, we're blessed that we can get really great food anywhere and everywhere now. Right? I was wondering where you're going with this. I'm like, I'm, I'm curious, like continue talking. Um, no, Cause I'm thinking about when I was growing up and I was thinking about how like, Oh, there were nice restaurants. So there was like new things, you know, like food, some stuff was new when, or like when you could get avocados year round, like that was like a delight. Um, but I think it's okay. that thing where, like our pal our, our palettes, uh, that I'm tying it in, our palettes as wrestling fans have evolved mm -hmm. and wrestlers know how to play to those so much that there's almost like a formula. There's a couple different formulas for having a great match. Right. No, it's, uh, I, I definitely agree, but it's just sticking to that food analogy. Yeah. Sometimes we eat too much of the same thing and then sure. we get tired of it. Like, it's true. I, I mean, you could bring it into like music, for instance. I like a lot of people either hate Drake's new album or love Drake's new album. But if you look at all his albums, there's a formula. 
That's yeah. why he has all these number ones. That's why he was able to drop it at two o'clock in the morning. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with the greatest, the greatest wrestlers. Like yeah. they have, they have a formula and you know, the, the, the great ones who do have a formula, we still don't see it coming. They're able to like do a couple things here and there. And then the ones who are building or who are not that great, we see it coming. Um, it's projected. You even see them talking sometimes, which is kind of, you know, off. But yeah, I, I I agree with you. It's um now I, I I'm I'm fully on board with this full analogy. But I think now as North Americans, because I'm from Canada, so I'll include everybody. Oh, there you go. Uh, as North Americans, we now indulge too much on the avocados and the burgers and everything else because it's so much. It's so the Tim Horton bits because it's so accessible, and then we get tired of it, and then we complain how the food is not like it used to be. So sometimes we need to take a break, like put the avocados down, put the Tim Hortons down. And then come back, you know, maybe a week or two weeks or three weeks from now. And so you can fully appreciate the sugar and the avocado with the, oh, um, the toast, all that stuff. You know, if you have it all the time, of course, you can get sick of it. Hey, uh, Canada had pizza at McDonald's in the 90s. So I think, you know, clearly on the cutting edge. of culinary And it was absolutely innovation. terrible, by the way. I it was that. really awful. Yes. I always wanted to try the McLobster, which was only on the, the eastern coast. Canada lobster. I mean, yeah, it was like a McDonald's lobster app. It was only like Nova Scotia, apparently. Oh, yeah. Well, Scotians are kind of crazy. So, yes. <laughs> Separate conversation. All I know of uh, Eastern Canada is like watching episodes of Republic of Doyle. Like, I'm very limited in my Eastern Canadian knowledge. I mean, where, uh, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you consider Toronto Eastern. Yeah, I mean, well, it is East Coast, but we're not, there's a very distinct difference between Nova Scotians and Torontonians. So, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Another conversation. We'll have to go deep on uh, everything I know from kids in the hall, bare naked ladies and Degrassi at some point. Uh, And and like the one year we had much music in the US. Oh, that was my favorite. It was the summer that Northern Touch was everywhere. Like that was like one of the best summers of my life sitting at home in Northern California watching much music. Wait, so who's the... We'll, we'll have this. People are going to get bored with this conversation. We'll have this conversation on it off air. Yeah, much music was a, which was a interesting, still around, but yes. And yeah. for the record, uh, Thrust uh, had the best verse in Northern Touch. I still contend the last verse in the song. Uh, but Rascal said that song with Bret Hart. We were supposed to interview Bret Hart on this show once he backed out at the last minute, and that's all I was going to ask him about was the song he did with Rascals back in like the late nineties. Oh, it was what? my entire plan. I didn't even know he, I have to look up that song now. I didn't even know yeah. he, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I can't believe, mm, I'm not going to disrespect, disrespect, I am from Canada, so I'm not going to say anything negative. Um, <laughs> I, I'm glad you appreciated all our Canadian entertainment had to offer because, you know, sometimes it was, it was lacking. Oh, hey, I bought a Serial Joe record once. So, uh, yes, I fully understand the depths <laughs> of Canadian music. You know, cool. Well, on that note, TK, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me everywhere at TK Trinidad. Also, if you are into women's wrestling and you want to see interviews, uh, we have Jordan Grace coming up uh, next oh, week nice. on TV. Yeah, that interview, we actually talk a lot about Canadian rap too. So That's awesome. Yeah, you definitely want to check out that interview. So it's Women's Wrestling Talk. You can follow us on everything at Pod website, social media, all that good stuff. And you can follow me on uh, everything TK Trinidad. Just Google me. You'll find awesome. me. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Chris Jones, thank you for the super chat. He just tossed some money at us. Nothing to say. Just, hey, here's here's a dollar. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.